0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on episode seven of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Li, and I'm the editor in chief of Auto Trader.
1: And my name is Danalika, and I am the road test editor for Auto Trader. Say I did it again. I did it your way. Again.
0: Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Uh, so today we are talking all about road trips because officially summer is here in Canada, and road trip season has arrived.
1: Who doesn't love a good road trip?
0: I honestly love road trips. They're so much fun to. Me and like, I really enjoy that the journey becomes almost as important as the destination.
1: Your memories from getting there, you know, are often more, more like prevalent, I would say. Like you, you reflect on those things that happen uh, more so than, you know, if there's a destination and sometimes there's not a destination, especially during the pandemic. I found myself yeah. doing a lot of mini road trips with Becky just to, to get away Yeah, during the
0: pandemic, road trips became like super popular because there was so many, there were so many restrictions and we really couldn't go anywhere. Um, So it was a nice way for people to get out there and explore and do it safely um, and affordably. And back then gas was really cheap.
1: (laughs) Oh, the good old days. You know, I also find like road trips are very, I don't almost like, you know, intrinsically Canadian. Like they're woven into the fabric of
0: Yeah, I think it's like a rite of passage for a lot of Canadians. And I
1: think part of it is a this country is huge.
0: And there's so much to explore. There's
1: so much to explore and you might have, you know, family that's moved across across the country. Um I remember talking to to Ian, Ian McDonald, our our chief marketing officer who's from the UK. Uh, And we were talking a while ago about road trips and in the UK and the different way that you look at road trips where here you're like, oh yeah, Montreal is only a five and a half, six hour drive. And like in the UK, that's, that's a mission. For us, it's like, that's that's a long weekend. That's like
0: a pretty normal thing for me to do.
1: You could drive from like the north of Scotland to the south coast of England in that time. Like that's, and people, it's just not as I part think of.
0: because once you're in the UK or in Europe in general, it's so cheap to fly places that people would just rather fly. Like you can hop on a 99 euro
1: flight I mean, for the weekend, well, right? Well, hold on. We're talking about the UK. So let's, let's speak in pounds. We don't want to, Ian's <laughs> probably listening. He's going to be like, how dare she? euros.
0: But I mean, I think that's why road trips just aren't a big deal because flying within Canada is expensive.
1: Fair enough. I just, I don't know. I I actually don't, I remember like my family from Scotland uh, came to visit when we were kids and we did that a lot. They, where where do you guys want to go? Like you're here for, you know, three weeks. And they said, well, where, you know, where can we go? And so we started listing off some places and they were like, how far is New York City? And we're like, oh, it's only about an eight hour drive. And they were Blown away that we would say it's only an eight hour drive
0: because to them, eight hours seems like a really long drive,
1: yeah. And again, in Canada, I just think that that's something that you do, and you might have family, you know, especially like Becky's from the east coast, she has a lot of family in western Canada, right? So it's like, yeah, you fly often, you fly, but also, especially in the summertime, if you've got a lot of stuff with you. You know, a couple dogs, it might be easier to to just drive. And driving, you know, three three or 4,000 kilometers, it's really not that big of a deal.
0: It's actually not that big of a deal. Like, some of my best childhood memories are from family road trips we took.
1: In the van with the VCR?
0: Yes, that was one of them. If you didn't hear our story about, uh, or our episode about... um, Father's Day. Father's Day. Yeah. Uh, My dad had this really great minivan that he put a VCR and a little TV, which as kids meant that there was no complaining through the whole road trip. We were quiet and lovely, and our parents were like, this was worth the the investment. Of course. (laughs) Um, So yeah, why don't we start off with road trip tips? Okay. Because both Jen and I have been on many, many road trips. It's actually one of my most preferred ways to travel. Um, And while doing a lot of our road trips, we've picked up a couple bits of wisdom here and there. Some
1: road tips, if you will.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, So I think snacks is a really big road trip thing.
1: It's a good... Okay, let's... Hold on. Before we get to like the good stuff, let's start with the basics. Some of you guys out there are going to say I'm, you know, lame for this. (laughs) Preparation is key. Of course. Have a first aid kit. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an obvious one. That to me
1: is one of, yeah, but I think it's, uh, you know, I've talked to some friends about that and a lot of them, even parents, I was surprised. No, no first aid kit in the car.
0: Yeah, so wh- the last road trip Chris and I took uh, that was really, really big. We went to the U.S. We started in Vegas and drove around through like Utah, Arizona, California, Nevada. We covered, what was it, 3,400 kilometers. Wow,
1: you said this, is you know, memories from a road trip, and I see you reading off your screen.
0: Because I don't remember the numbers. Wow. You know me. My brain doesn't <laughs> register numbers. So it took us about seven days to do the trip, and one of the first things we did was we bought a first aid kit. Yeah. mostly because in a lot of the areas we were traveling zero cell reception True. so in case something were to happen at least you have like the basics to take care of something
1: and for chris smart part of that first aid kit was a comb and some hair product <laughs> to keep that perfect hair
0: in case of an emergency exactly. he was prepared yeah so yeah i guess that's something that a lot of people overlook but just that basic first yes. aid kit will will come in so handy
1: more basics check your tire pressure. Sounds stupid, but if you're going to the gas station to fill up or if you're charging your EV beforehand, check your tire pressure. That also goes with an oil change. If you know you're doing a massive road trip, if you haven't had your oil changed, you know, and, and have a mechanic give it a once over because those are the things you don't want to have to worry about when you're thousands of kilometers or even a couple hundred kilometers yeah. from home. That That's sucks. just not
0: something you want to take yep. time away from your fun, right? Exactly. Get all that, the, the annoying stuff out of the way before you get going. Also, if you have the proper uh, tire pressure, your fuel economy is going to be better. So like you you want to take all those steps to make sure your trip is smooth. Yes.
1: Yeah, so that, that we can go into one of those like deep dive tips. I think I've gone over this before on the podcast, but your tire pressure, you are going to check either in your owner's manual or in the door jam. That label there, it's going to have tire size, all of that good stuff. It's also going to have tire pressure, and it'll tell you when it's you know, an empty car versus max load. Um, so use that number. Don't use the number on the side wall of the tire. That's like maximum PSI. Um, so that might tell you 55 PSI, that's too much. You
0: don't need to go that high. You're looking like you at shouldn't. 28,
1: 29, 30, yeah. somewhere in that range for for the average vehicle. I think like my golf is 31 is the cold tire pressure. That's what you want to check. So there's our, you know, the basics, the fundamentals of road tripping we've covered.
0: Okay, good. Um, and then, then you can move on to the fun stuff like snacks. Dan and I are big snackers. Oh my gosh. Um, and I've learned a lot of good snacks and bad snacks for road trips. Yeah. So like reusable sorry resealable bags very important
1: couple that you can wash out as you go oh i gotta say also i want to point something out so i wouldn't say i was like you know i well i definitely wasn't making fun of mama lie your mom when when you you know we're talking about this this kind of habit it's that eco-friendly you learned. so that's what my friend carrie smith listened to the podcast he he's a he's a big fan um or at least he pretends Thank to you be carrie. thanks carrie um he said when we were talking about the washing out, he's like, "You didn't even mention that it's it's like good for the environment." And I was like, "That was an oversight on my behalf." Now, yeah. in fairness, Dignated. I don't I don't use Ziploc bags at home, I and know. I don't use Saran wrap. We use like the that kind of beeswax Saran wrap, so it's like reusable and it's made from beeswax. It's totally sustainable. Um, but I I will say that you know, especially for road trip, Becky bought this this literally. It's a, so it's a funny name for it. A snackle box.
0: What does that mean? And it
1: looks like a fishing like tackle box. Like a snack box. tackle box? Yeah. And it's just <laughs> snacks. And it's got that's all brilliant. these. I know. And so it like, it has a lid like a tackle box. It like seals up, um, but it's got all these little compartments inside. So it is very much a snackle box.
0: I love that idea. Yeah. And
1: that's what we use. We used it just a couple weekends ago um, when we went camping for, cool. for Canada Day. Cool.
0: And what type of snacks did you pack? Because the type of snacks is also very important for a successful road trip.
1: Well, there is a couple, you know, important differentiations to make. Is like what snacks did I pack versus what snacks did Becky, who takes if there are two things she takes very seriously in life, it's preparation and snacks. Okay, so so I didn't pack anything. Okay, she took care of it. If I were Packing snacks for a trip, I would go with, you know, kind of high-protein stuff, especially if it's a long trip. Yes. Um, Now, I don't eat meat, but beef jerky or any type of jerky is really good. There's some good vegan jerky, but the best vegan jerky I've ever tried, beyond meat. And they don't sell it in Canada yet. Oh. And man,
0: that is such a bummer
1: because it's so good.
0: Yeah, so I would try to stay away from snacks that are super salty because that just makes you more thirsty, which means you're going to drink more water, which means you'll have to stop more for bathroom breaks. But it is important to stay hydrated. But again, like, let's let's stick with water. Don't drink so much coffee when you're out on the road. Yeah. Don't drink so much soda. Um,
1: you or know, pop, because this is Canada. Fine. We call it pop. <laughs>
0: A common theme is that Dan really likes to make fun of me. No, so. I just
1: like to keep. You call the you call the grocery store the supermarket.
0: Yeah. So the last
1: time I remember supermarket was Sesame Street.
0: That's where I learned most we, of my stuff. Then okay. Then we
1: grew up and called it the grocery store. I actually saw a headline in the Star this weekend and it had like the word supermarket and I was like don't send to Joe. Thank. Yeah. Oh, thank God it's for a that. Real thing. For that Rogers outage. I couldn't have sent it to you if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> um what else is a good So w- with food, yeah. I would say try to avoid gas station food. Oh, yeah. I know it's like easy and convenient, but if you if you know that it will make you feel gross after, yeah. you're probably right. So yes. like try to stay away from stuff like that. Part, one of my favorite things about road tripping is discovering like little mom and pop shops that I can pop into get like a quick sandwich or something. Yeah. It's like healthy. It's nourishing. And you get to meet like some neat neat people yeah. who are local. Um, it's a really great way to like add some, to your road trip. Yeah,
1: I've had some great experience like in Georgia getting like little you know, hand pies. They look like Pizza pockets. Yeah, they look like pizza pockets, but they're stuffed with, like, pie toppings. Oh,
0: amazing. Um,
1: I remember my dad and I were road tripping through Scotland, and we stopped one more. I said to him, like, specifically, I want to avoid, you know, chain franchise locations, whatever. So we were coming back from uh, the Isle of Skye, which is um, this this big island in, in the Highlands. And I said to him... You know first coffee shop we see let's stop at and we stopped in this place i believe the name of this village is kyle and it's like just on the the kind of the the mainland end of of the uh causeway so anyways we get we get there i see this it's called like first stop or something like that okay. and it's a shipping container coffee shop cool. so i'm like this is perfect so we go in and I start looking around and I was like, well, wow, this seems like more than a coffee shop. And there were like all the, it, it was a mini distillery. And, you know, I'm a big fan of gin. So not only did I get to bring home some amazing small, like small, small batch like gin from Scotland. Small. <laughs> but the girl that owned it and ran it went to the University of Guelph.
0: Which And is... that's
1: where I grew up and that's where my parents still live. So it was like such a small oh, cool. world situation that we just, because we randomly stop. So guys, stop places. You'll meet cool people. It's really neat.
0: Yeah. I really like, so the other thing about road trips that I like so much is, is that like we obviously plan out things to do, mm-hmm. you know, to pass the time and there's that destination. But I found that like with every road trip I've done, the best things I've seen were not planned. Yeah. Like they're just things that happened to happen and they were amazing because we didn't plan for them. Yeah. And so that's kind of my advice for road trips is that like don't get too caught up in the schedule. Yeah. Leave room for like fun, random things to happen. How about
1: this? (laughs) You know, the story, you know, being the the journey and not the destination. Mm -hmm. Our podcast producer extraordinaire, Joseph was telling me this morning, that he was road tripping through Nova Scotia, put this Ford Mustang convertible in reverse and the windows opened because of like a, a electrical short and it was a torrential rainstorm and it got rain in the car. Guess what? Joseph's never going to forget that. He didn't tell me where they stayed. He didn't yeah. tell me where th- it he- was a
0: memory. It was a memory. Yeah. So even when bad stuff happens, it's still a memory. So yeah. just roll with it. Don't yeah. try to let it like ruin your trip. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would also say as part of your emergency pack to bring stuff like gravel in case someone gets car sick. Allergy pills. Allergy pills. Also like if you have kids, um, you might want to bring barf bags, but one big thing is to keep them inside the cabin and not in the trunk because if it's in the trunk, it's you're too late.
1: Yes. (laughs) That is a very good point.
0: And this is from experience. So just keep your barf bags in the car and not in the trunk.
1: Yeah, all of that stuff is just good to I mean, you know, that's good to have in the car regardless of yeah. of a road trip or not. I have like that that rubber-made tote. Remember I did that video that was like all the things I keep. Yep. Guys, go to the go to the Auto Trader YouTube it's channel and you can watch this video and it's all the things I keep in my car. And that's just true of, you know, permanently it lives in this little container and uh, I move it from press car to press car and whatever, but yeah, a lot of that stuff is is in there so that when that road trip hits, you don't have to go scrambling around to find everything. You just have it with you.
0: Exactly. Um, And again, if you have kids, you have to make sure you bring stuff to charge their iPads and their phones because you do not want a cranky child who does not have games to play. So make sure to bring battery banks, USB cables, all that stuff. Um, something I always like to tell people is, is make sure, you know, the rules, the road rules, yeah. where you're going. Like just as an example, a couple weekends ago, I, I, we did a road trip over to Montreal from Toronto and they don't do re- uh, right turns on reds on the island of Montreal. Yeah.
1: Only in Montreal. It's not yeah. a Quebec wide thing. Yeah. yeah. Which,
0: which. I was a little worried about, but also when I we took a road trip to Detroit not too long ago, and I, I just wasn't sure what yeah. the rules were. Little, so it made me research. really nervous. Yeah, yeah. So just, just do a little bit of research before you go, just to alleviate some of the stress while you're actually there.
1: That actually is another good point um, that I think is one of those oversights that could be bad news, is there is a thing called an international driver's license. And it's not something that you have to qualify for the way that you would, um, you know, for your your provincial license wherever you happen to live, um, but there are lots of countries. There's a, a long list of countries where you need this document. And basically, what it is is it outlines that yes, you are. It's got your photo. So in Canada, you go to a local CAA mm-hmm. location, and that's where you get your international driver's license. Um, and
0: it's like cheap to do so. Oh, it's, I think like it's like 20 bucks. 20 bucks. And,
1: but what it has, it kind of unfolds, and it has like different languages to outline like, yes, this person is a licensed driver. And you, if you're driving in certain countries that require that, as silly as it is, it's basically like, you know, an addendum. Like it just, it adds on to your driver's license yeah. so that other countries see this, this kind of pamphlety, you know, thing, it mm-hmm. kind of looks like a paper passport. Yep. Um, so if you're going somewhere, if you're traveling outside of North America, dig into it, look in the, and it, it's, it never expires. That's the other cool thing. So if you're traveling somewhere, um, and you're like, Hey, I think I need it, it for the cost. It's well worth having as a just in case. Just in case, in case.
0: yeah. Then and, and being prepared, like for those just in cases, yeah. are really important for yeah. road trips because you don't want that stuff to ruin your trip. No. Um, the other thing I like to tell people is is stop more than you think you need to, and don't try to like power through huge legs of a trip because driver fatigue is actually so dangerous. Yeah. And it's happened to me before where I'm like, oh, I think I can power through but then you start to like nod off. And at that point you have to stop. I know you're losing time, but just stop, get some fresh air, stretch your legs, and you'll feel so much better on the rest of your trip.
1: That's very true. So
0: like driver fatigue is very serious. Definitely, definitely don't let that happen to you. Um, And one more tip that I really like to share is for EV drivers. Yes. So I've done a lot of road trips in EVs, which is definitely doable. I look for hotels to stay in that offer free EV charging and you can any of those sites that you use to book hotels you can filter by ones that have EV charging and I use that all the time because you plug it in and it's usually free with your stay so you plug it in at night by the time you wake up in the morning you're at 100% and it saves you so much more time that next leg of your trip. That's my big tip for you drivers. That is a good one.
1: Do we have time to squeeze in a ask an expert question? Yeah, absolutely. I think we have one, right?
0: Yeah, we have an ask an expert question. Um, it's from Maroon. Okay. Um, so Maroon's also um, asked a question on a previous podcast. Oh, well, welcome back. Thank you. Well, clearly
1: we, you know, have been, have been providing the right answers. Because I think so,
0: yeah. And so... Here's the question. After my extended warranty expired with Volkswagen, I began to go to my family friend's mechanic. He's been great. However, since it's a one-man operation, sometimes I have to wait up to four days to get my car. Mm. So I'm now considering searching for another mechanic. What criteria must I look for um, and how do I know that I can trust a mechanic? Great question. That
1: is a great question. And it's one that is like very complicated to answer
0: it is very complicated but it is also something that like a lot of people wonder yeah. and honestly it i know this sounds kind of dumb but it's like a gut feeling if you yes. if you have a gut feeling that you can trust someone yeah you should be able to ask that mechanic all the questions that you need to to feel comfortable and if they don't want to answer your questions that's kind of a red
1: flag yeah and my other thing is you know i mean i don't let Kind of that whole few bad apples thing ruin it. Like, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of it's, it can be a hot button topic for a lot of people. Um, I'm sure there are, you know, untrustworthy mechanics out there, but the vast majority of them are very helpful, are doing their jobs, and they are there, you know, to, to help you out, but also to make a living. Right. So, um, the fear of getting ripped off, I think you need to be, you know, be like kind of vigilant, but also trust that these people are are doing right by you and their business, right? Especially small, you know, small business mom and pop shops. um, They rely on you, right? It's like one of those things where you can't, you know, if you stop coming... That's it for them, right? It's not like a yeah. large corporate Yeah. So they want chain. you to come back, yeah.
0: right? And and that's the thing. It's just ask questions. A good mechanic will be happy to answer your questions, as silly as your questions might be. Exactly. They will answer them. And yeah. so that's that's our advice is to ask questions, trust your gut.
1: The other thing is I I got to throw it out there and I know everybody's different. Um I I still I service my my Golf uh, at a Volkswagen dealer. Same. I have no Qualms with doing that. I know some people talk about it being more expensive. Um, I personally like the the kind of um, you know it's it's more like kind of traceable um, yeah. when you go to a place like that where they can pull up your your service records, your history, a lot easier than. Because if you switch from an independent to an independent, they're not going to pass along that information necessarily. That's true, yeah. Um, and I've had no issues servicing at the dealer. And so I do that, you know, with with my golf. Um, but yeah, you're right. Your gut word of mouth is a huge one. That's true. Um, because bo- it can both make or break, you know, that, that kind of business down the road, right? If I tell you, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't go there. You're probably not going to go there. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: ask your family and friends who they go to, who they trust. Um, That's a big one. Um, But thank you so much for your question. And if any of you have questions, you can email expert at trader.ca. I think it's about time that we start getting really personal questions for Dan. Yeah, like what's with these shoes, Dan? (laughs) So please send us your questions about Dan's shoes to expert at trader.ca.
1: Or if you want to know like what Joseph did with his rainstorm in the Mustang, we could, you know, get into we that could talk too. Talk about that Please, as well. Ask away.
0: Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all good. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much, everybody. Happy road tripping this summer. We're really excited. Yeah, um, go on a road in. trip.
1: Get out there. Gas is yeah. expensive, but get out there because you can't get this time back in Canada. Wintertime road trips not so Awful. fun. <laughs> so spring, summer, fall. Prime time—it's
0: your time to shine. Go road explore. Trippers. There's
1: so much to do, and if you live in Ontario, we have that cool uh, tax credit now for for staying. You know, yeah, pla- yeah. So you know that that's something that you can take advantage of. So yeah, get out there, explore this beautiful country of ours, and tune in next time when we talk about supercars. Supercars—it's
0: oh. going to be a fun episode.
1: That's good stuff. Um, so
0: thank you so much for joining Own the Road with Auto Trader, and we'll catch you next time.